want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Suttmeyer Law Firm, and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym Podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Suttmeyer Law Firm. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice, enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy. Welcome to the Co-Movement Gym Podcast, where we inspire people to move and live courageously. It's Andy and I in the studio. How are you yeah, doing, Andy? Good. How are you doing, Josh? Good, man. I want to dive right in. Um, we have a lot of clients and, and people that follow uh, Co-Movement. And with what we're doing as far as our own personal workouts, challenges, what we're diving into, um, and we talk to a lot of clients that don't know or not clients, but even people outside of the gym, not, they don't know what to do with the gym. They're bored, maybe same routine. They want to test themselves. Yep. Um, so today's talk is quite simple, but uh, not easy. <laughs> we're <Definitely not>. going <laughs> um, to call it potent physical challenges, um, tough workouts that we've created through the years. Um, they're sort of tried and true as far as the results that they're produced. Yeah, and testing ourselves sort of thing. Yeah, and... Yeah, I want to tell people like whether you can do them or not, you can always scale them. You can change it, right? To mm -hmm. modify. This is a baseline idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've come up with uh five of them for today's talk. And when we're uh hash out each of them a little bit, mm -hmm. I can go from there. So cool. all right. The first one um is row five thousand meters. Five thousand, yep. Now it doesn't stop there. Okay, you know me. So um, <laughs> row five thousand meters is a great test. I think it's a great aerobic test. Um, it helps you pace. Like you can't sprint that for the most yeah, part, you're right? Yeah, and burn if you start too fast. And that's what we find with a lot of people because they're so used to just hitting things until they crash and then they move on. Five thousand meters, you I, can't do I that. I really like long distance things for that purpose because when people. If you've never paced yourself before, a lot of people don't know how to do that, or they don't have a good intuition for what pace can I keep up for 5,000 meters? There's they're an used art to doing to a it. very short row, but yes. they don't know how to find the optimal pace for a long distance kind of thing. I would say it's most people yeah. do not understand past that three or four minute mark how to settle in. Right. Like they truly don't understand that. Not just rowing, swimming, running, you know, sure. yeah. um, that lactic acid builds quick and then it's slowly that downhill sprint until yeah. they you So know, most crash. people doing a 5,000 meter, what you'll see is them going too fast out the start, yep. hitting a point where they start to, their muscles can't keep up with it. And then their last couple thousand meters is going to get slower and slower and slower until they're crawling at the end. Yes. <laughs> and a mature athlete will have a pace from the start that they know they can hold, but it's challenging. Mm -hmm. And then they determine and they check in throughout something, that yep. kind of a race. How are they feeling? Where are they at? What's my condition? Do I need to adjust the pace slightly? Slight, or can I slightly. Right where it is, right? Yes. So I'm going to take this workout and go even farther based on what we just talked about is this is based on stroke rate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for people familiar with the rower monitor, it's SPM strokes per minute. Mm -hmm. um, I was introduced to this uh, by actually concept Two, the maker of the rower. They do a workout of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and a few of them were based on stroke rate. And I know collegiate crew is huge into stroke rate versus 
uh, pace can mm-hmm. stroke rate in many cases will determine pace. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So the workout is real 5,000 meters, but every 500 meters, you change the stroke rate. Okay. And this is going to um, help you focus on the form and pace versus a specific number mm-hmm. on the monitor, like rowing a 150, right? right, right. Um, you have to row for the first 500 meters, 22, 22 strokes, strokes per minute, per minute. Okay. for 500 meters. Yeah. That's it. And your goal is to dial that in. It's a lot slower than you think. Yeah. But for you speed buffs out there and that crash and burn, this is, you will hate that. <laughs> but you need to be able to learn how to row powerfully, but slow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it, the next 500 meters, so you go from 22 to 26, mm-hmm. is just a little bit more, slightly faster, and then 30, and then 34. Now you're only 2,000 meters in. Right. 34 stroke rate is you're clipping. Yeah, you're that's up. a lot of strokes per minute. So now we're going to back it off. Now we go back to 22, 26, 30, 34. Okay. We're at 4,000 meters. Yeah. And then we go backwards. We're going to hit a 30 and a 26 to finish that 5,000 meters. I've done that workout a lot. Mm-hmm. Soaked in sweat, feel amazing. Now it's interesting. You're not crushed by this. So people listening to this think, 5,000 meters, it's insane. I'm only do, used to 500, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're that person that would benefit from right. this work because you don't know how to pace yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, my, like, uh, I would say maybe like a Z2, two and a half for me, like an 80, 85% effort is about 20 minutes on okay. a 5K for me. This particular workout, I'm coming in at 2030. So to give people an idea of the percentage of effort, I'm not flying and dying. I'm not like on the floor after going for a record, but I'm, I'm sweating and I'm mm-hmm. breathing. Um, but it's not that level to where you're really ratcheted. Have out. you given this challenge to any of your clients? Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, yeah. It's cha- uh, good. It, the first time, not great um, because they just can't figure out how to alter stroke rate. Right, right. They're just so used to that 28 forever. Mm -hmm, And then that 28 is too fast and right. But this here helps them. And I've heard people say become like more of a knowledgeable rower. Well, you you know, that's actually what I was thinking because I mean, you know me, I'm a runner and there's an interesting thing in running where everyone has kind of their optimal pace that their body just likes. Sure. So for some people, it's eight minutes a mile, some it's nine, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And people have a very hard time running faster or slower than that pace that they're comfortable at. So let's say you're a runner and your favorite pace to run, it just feels really good is to run 830 per Mm -hmm. mile. Mm -hmm. If I have you run eight minutes per mile, that feels harder to you, which makes sense. It's faster. Mm -hmm. But also if I had you run nine minutes per mile, that feels harder to you also. That's what, that's what this workout is. Yeah. That's awesome. Same thing. And, you know, um, yeah. And again, collegiate teams are doing this. So it's not like Josh made this up out of nowhere. Like this is a legit, uh, workout and a legit strategy to Mm -hmm. know how to become a better rower. It's all during the show, right? Yeah. And how it works on the rowing machine. For sure. Like when, for example, on the home stretch, someone may be really tired in a race. So their, their brain says, slow down, i.e. stroke rate. Right. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you should be increasing stroke rate. What doesn't mean you're increasing pace, right? You're just shortening the stroke length. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense to everyone listening, but like with a 22 stroke rate, you're leaning way back and they're powerful, long, smooth strokes. Mm -hmm. A 34, it's 
you're not leaning nearly as far yeah. back as you were. Much and same shorter. thing with the catch position. It's much just right past the knees hmm. versus all the way in. But the pace can be the same as 22. It's just the strategy is different. I like that a lot because I know how much I got out of multi-speed running, and I've never tried altering stroke rate on the running. Yeah, it's same same strategy. Very cool. Yes. Okay, so that's the first one. Um, Second one is the co-movement game events number one and two. So if you go on to co-movement.com, click on the tab. It says co-movement games. It might be on a drop-down box on the right-hand side. The first event and the second event I want to go over. Um, these are really cool. They're easy to test, true strength, um, and we've had great success with it. The first one is max weight Turkish get-up okay. per arm. For one rep. One rep. Yeah. That's it. Look up Turkish get-up if you don't know what it is. Um, you're going to lay on your back and you're going to hold a dumbbell or kettlebell and you're going to stand up to your feet all the way from laying on your back. And then you're going to get down and lay back on your back to finish it. How much can you do per arm? Mm -hmm. And now the score is your weakest arm. So don't go higher than what your weakest arm can do. Yeah, because your right arm might be stronger than your left. For sure. So your score is whatever your left arm did in that case. Exactly. And we are a huge fan of that movement. Oh, Uh, yeah. It is a eye-opener for many people. Uh, (laughs) And it just hits so many different aspects of fitness, from strength to mobility. Yes. Yeah, it's full body. Coordination. Yep. And I just did some testing with a client yesterday. And I really think that fit adults should be able to do half their body weight. That seems. I know that's pushing the limits of what maybe a lot of people think like, oh, I weigh 200. I should do a hundred pound Turkish gun. Yeah. Like, you know, I weigh 165. I'm not an elite athlete and I've done 105 Mm -hmm. and I don't train it much. Right. Uh, Bob Glinsky has done over a hundred weighs 185, you know, like. Um, there's a lot of people. Dylan hit it last night. Yeah. Dylan weighs 165. He hit 87.5. And he hasn't trained the Turkish get up in like a year. Yep, like no, he doesn't train just, it. strong. Good strength from general strength workouts he's done for a few years. Yes. And he's capable of doing that. Jesse hit 45 with, a, with almost no training on the movement at a weight of like 121, 25. Mm-hmm. And again, like if you train that for a month or two, you'd be at that 60. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's so that's uh, uh, event number one of the comorbidities. Event number two is a carry. So for men, you're going to hold seventy pound kettlebells yep. per hand, and you're going to start a timer. So start. You're going to walk four hundred meters, quarter mile mm-hmm. for time. You can set them down as much as you want. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can run, jog, walk forward, backwards, whatever you want. You got to get both kettlebells over the finish line together um, in the fastest time possible. Is that just 400 meters or are you walk, you're not walking 400 out, 400 back? No, no, no. Just 400 total. Okay. 200 yeah. out, 200 back. Or here, the course at the gym is a, a 50 out, 50 back times four. Okay. And your score on that is your time? Is your time. Correct. Okay. So we've done our heaviest possible Turkish getup with each arm. Yep. And the lower weight that you use is your score. Yep. And then you've got your farmer's carry. For 400 meters, yes, and your time is your score. And then how do you, you just add those two together? And- um, well, for for this talk and for what people will get into, it's just for personal tracking. Okay. If they want to detail out how we score the co movement games, all that info is on the website okay. for that. Um, because there is some weird metrics that I play into that I don't want to get into that. Right. Now we're going to actually do a separate episode, I think, on the breakdown yep. of that. Yep. Um, I think people will find that very interesting. But the record, and this will blow your socks off, 
uh, Damon Maldonado. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the 400 meter carry with 70 pounds per hand in 328. Woo-hoo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hauling. So it's, he, did he ever set them down? I- uh, yeah, no, he did once or twice, but maybe five seconds in okay. his first 200 meters. Just to regrip, shake out, yes. and get going again. The yeah. first 200 meters was like a trot was not a walk. It was like a trot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, holy shit, he's going to crash and burn. He didn't crash and burn. Wow. It was fascinating. My record, I think is like 510 or 520. For 400 meters. Bob Galinsky got 415. And then Dylan last night um, got 416. So these are serious times. Yeah. And I don't care how big, small, strong, weak, whatever. Try it. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And then uh, women, we've tested 45 pounds per hand. Perfect. Um, really cool events. Your heart rate will get up there. Your traps will be dead sore. Your forearms will be blown up and you're doing five minutes of work. I so, love it. And two very functional exercises. Yes. You know, people worry about functional strength all the time. Yep. Yep. Cool. So that's uh, the first uh, two. I sort of chunked two movements into the one, one right there, but um, all right. So the third is again, back to rowing. Um, I'm biased on rowing. I like it, but these are just ideas for people row 500 meters for eight sets your rest is a one-to-one ratio with your work time so if you row your first 500 meters in two minutes and 30 seconds you get a two minute 30 second rest correct okay now this goes farther than that um your goal is the lowest average across all eight sets Mm -hmm. so trying to complete all eight sets in as fast of a time as you can correct and then your score, and this is where it gets nasty for those of you that don't like the pace, yeah. <laughs> and this will teach you that very quickly, your score is your worst set out okay. of the yeah. So if you row all twos, but then you decided to chill on one set or you were just a lactic acid bloodbath and you row 230, mm-hmm. that's your score, 230, that's your that's Yeah, set. so if you go, again, with pacing, if you go too fast, you make it through your first six or seven sets. Correct at you know two minutes per row yeah and then like by the eighth one you're just going to crash and burn you do a 230 yeah. you get a 230 yes and the other so there's so many there's sick twists in some of these workouts that i design if you notice it's a one-to-one ratio rest with work mm-hmm. the faster you row the less rest you get and the more tired you are yep, yep. and so but the score and you're going for the lowest average in all sets uh, equal, right? Because mm-hmm. you, your score is the low, the worst set. Um, it just is all a battle against each other, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the difference, the higher level rower you are, the difference of like a one forty eight from a one forty five is tremendous. I would imagine tremendous, yeah. right? Or even a two hundred five to two, yep. tremendous. So slightly faster pace, which is going to tire you a little bit more and give you less rest. And this is a wicked fun workout for those that have no idea where they're be. Yeah, like yeah, truly yeah. like, yeah, I've rode, I've done CrossFit, blah, 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 but you've never done this workout. Right. You have no idea. Right. So you're just guessing from the start at what pace you think you can go for eight sets. For sure. And you may start slow because you're conservative, but then realize that you fucked yourself in the beginning because they're too slow and that's your worst set now. Yeah. Or you started way too fast because you think you're a hero and then then you crash and burn and you die at the end. Right. That's awesome. It's a cool challenge. I've done this a lot. And I've done it with 10 sets a bunch of times. I've done with eight recently um a lot of many many clients especially the programming clients have done this and they enjoy it and these so, are fun workouts uh especially the first one and that one the rowers because there's strategy involved and that's what i love you don't often this. get that in the workouts for sure no. for sure there's thought and yes exactly all right the fourth one i want to get into 
um, is this is a, this is on the higher end of a strength continuum and um, skill sets um, would be an L set uh, rope climb. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone's familiar with a rope climb, but an L sit is your legs are out in front of you. And if you don't know what an L sit is, you can look it up. Um, but there's no legs to help you climb the rope. Right. Okay. So again, I, I am saying this is for the upper echelon, but that's fine. Something to work for. Now we'll go farther into detail. You're going to do one L sit rope climb every minute. Okay. For 10 minutes. <laughs> So you set a timer, start, boom, hit up, down, say it takes you 10 seconds, you get 50 second rest. Yep. You have to now perform nine more of those on the minute for 10 minutes. Yep. So this workout is done in 10 minutes. Flat. Done. Yep. And I can guarantee you won't need much more after that. Uh, no, that's brutal. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've seen me do it. Yep. And I've had some really great people do this. And I've had very athletic fit people do this that fail they struggle at body that. weight they fail it's yep. that seven or eight they're just done they can't do no more now you've done that one with a weight vest on i think yes and so this is where again we always talk about like progression and bettering ourselves and right mm -hmm. um yeah so i did it the first time it was successful it wasn't too bad with body weight and then i added what i thought was five pounds and then after it was it ended up being eight pounds of a weight vest um and i stopped there i did eight pounds i did all 10 minutes but it destroyed you were sore for like three days after that or more yeah and it was very <laughs> odd because i do a lot of rope climb a lot of pulling mm -hmm. i'm not new to that and body weight really didn't affect me much um but eight pounds was like a truck hit my upper body yeah. and so i don't know the difference obviously eight pounds isn't much but it obviously was a lot yeah now i'm speech for people that um have gyms and want to i'm talking a 12 foot height our, our ceiling's 12 i get my head above the pipe that's up there mm -hmm. that hangs the rope and then i come down yeah. if you have a 15 foot rope um which is standard for crossfit um in a lot of gyms you know play around with different yeah. you know intervals maybe you're going every 75 seconds right? Right, right um but that's a really cool now how to scale that you could maybe do um a rope climb with your legs Sure. Like you just climb the rope with your legs and come down and then you rest and you do that on the minute for 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many variations. You could do what we call a box assisted rope climb yep. where you lay on your back, your feet are on an elevated box, let's say 24 inches, mm -hmm. and you're laying on your back, holding onto the rope. You can mm -hmm. find this on Co-Movement's YouTube channel. Um, and then you climb all the way up to your standing on the box mm -hmm. and then you lower all the way back down. Maybe you're doing one of those on the minute for yep. 10 minutes. And I love, I've been doing those with clients recently um and they love them yes you know, clients who can't climb the rope when it you know just a normal rope climb mm -hmm. they love the box rope climbs yes. it's, it's fun you feel accomplished i mean you are accomplished you're doing a hard exercise and it's um it, you can progress yes right so you can make your feet higher making yep. it harder to climb the rope right yep. there's so many variations you could add a weight vest to it maybe five ten pounds as you max out the height with your feet you mm -hmm. know um there's an example on it i think it's called box rope climb on youtube for us yeah um and i actually I, I created, I don't know if anyone else has done it, but, um, I had a lot of people that were struggling with rope climbing my group class years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I figured that out. We started it actually on the floor where their feet were on the yeah. floor against a plate. And then they just had to get to their feet and they're like, oh, that was easy. Eight inches, 12 and you so just on. Keep elevating the feet a little bit. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that's it. One L sit legless rope climb on the minute for 10 minutes, uh, to a 12 foot height. Um, that's that a awesome. shot. Yeah. It might blow your socks off. 
Um, some people that were quite surprised said the first five, six minutes were not hard. And then set seven, they fail. <laughs> look at what amazing challenges and workouts you come up with just a single exercise. For sure. That's for awesome. sure. And you know me, like I don't spend a ton of time in the gym, but when I'm in it, like I like to be focused and very simple, very simple. And you want what you do to be potent. Potent. Exactly. No. Okay. And the last one. The fifth one, I actually just designed this and I will do it again. It was very successful. Um, it's a combination of two movements. Uh, the workout is generally under 15 minutes for most people. Uh, most gyms um, or home gyms have a sled to drag. Yep, yep. Okay. And for people that follow the knees over toes guy um, or anyone into like um, sled drags for that matter, um, know that the backward sled drag is a great exercise. It's phenomenal for knee health. Knee yep. health, quad strength, the whole deal. We're a big fan of it here. Something so almost any athlete should add to their their training is backward I agree. sled drags. I agree. Yep. Yes. Um, so you're going to do a backward sled drag. Um, for this workout that I'm describing, I did it with uh, 95 pounds. Um, you're going to go 400 meters, mm -hmm. 200 out, 200 back. You're going to set a timer. So you're going to hit start. Boom. You're going to walk the slide backwards, 200 out, 200 back. And then with no rest, you're going to perform the 400 meter farmer's carry from the co-movement games. Nice. And I don't know what second twisted idea gave me that, but I, I don't know. I just, I was walking out to the gym, wanted to work out, didn't know really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do the sled drag and something hit me. And I was like, see, how your legs feel with no rest mm -hmm. at carrying the 140 pounds. Um, and it was comical. Yeah. Um, well, the sled drag really fatigues the legs. Yes. The quads. Yes. So you're doing that farmer's carry, which is you're holding 140 pounds and walking with it. Yes. <laughs> it was really, it was cool. And so the first hundred meters were like, I felt like I was walking on like uh, broken pencils. Like my legs were just like <laughs> wobbly and whatever. Jello. Now I will say, and I don't know if this is me or for everyone that'll experience this, my legs recovered quickly hmm. within one lap. I had them under me, but then that's where that whole thing settles in with the grip and the traps and everything yep, starts yep. going downhill. Well, that's um, interesting that the, um, because usually what does give out on people on a farmer's carry is going to be their grip and their traps. Yeah. Like that's where they're going to feel it. Yeah. So it's kind of, but that doesn't happen until like towards the end of the farmer's for sure. carry. For sure. So now you've found a way to make it so that the beginning of the farmer's carry is hard because your legs are still weak and jelloey from the sled drag. Yes. <laughs> and then the end of the farmer's carry is hard because now the arms and grip are starting to get fatigued. Gone. It <laughs> felt like my traps were being ripped off my spine. Yeah. Like legitimately hurt, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, a, again, it took me uh, 13, 24 to do both of them. I don't think that's a stellar time. I took a lot of rest with the farmer's carry. It was hard for me. Yeah. Um, but again, you could scale the weight on the slide. You can scale the farmer's carry. I would keep them at 400 meters each. I think that's cool. Um, but it's a great workout. My whole lower body got smoked. And then anyone that does any weighted carries knows that that's a full body workout. Oh yeah. Like you yeah. can't, fake that or cheat that like you can just carry it or you can't yeah so yeah. um but yeah set it up you know be safe on the road if you're doing it on the road but um backwards sled drag 95 pounds 400 meters i, pre I would prefer 200 out 200 back no rest the time is still running 400 meter farmers carry with 70s or 45s per hand mm -hmm. and um 
see where your time is. That's awesome. I got uh, Damon Maldonado is going to try this uh, in a few weeks. Here. He <laughs> saw he saw my post on it and he commented. He like that looks sick. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, he's the champ with the farmers. He's the champ. So. I want to see. Where, and his legs are beast. So I want to see where he comes in. But that's cool. So for anyone listening to this, you want to give any of these a, a go? Send us an email, message, mm-hmm. whether it's Instagram or on our website info at comovement.com and let us know what you did. You yeah, know? if you try this on your own, definitely tag us and let us know. We want to start seeing what some of these times look like for some of these challenges for sure and we know what the average is and yep. where people are starting yeah. yep and me and we have many more of these and yeah, so yeah. if you're getting value ideas inspiration from say this talk um just let us know uh, we have probably years worth of this content mm-hmm. um that a lot of people could have fun with and for that matter for the gym goers out there that are listening if you have your own challenges that you really like yeah you know do one, put it on Instagram or whatever, and tag us in it, and we'll give your challenge a try. I would, I would love that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Anything else? No, that's a great list. I love it. All I right. gotta try some of those myself. All right. <laughs> Good luck, people, and uh, thanks for supporting us. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. I want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Sutmeyer Law Firm, and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym Podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Sutmar Law Firm. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice, enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy.